from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome to the Jack and Spike Show. Boeing, not Spirit, misinstalled the panel that blew off the Alaska Max 9 jet. Industry source says someone up in Renton got to have a talking to. Am I right or am I right, Mr. O'Neill? We got to go down there. Got to put on our tough guy jackets, go down there. <laughs> I don't know, Straighten that place up, right? Um, yeah. We can get to it because I, I I don't think some of the some of the blame being thrown around is is not blaming Boeing Boeing's manufacturing procedures. Spike's worried about losing an endorsement right no, here. Let's just be honest. Please. Spike's worried about losing an endorsement. It's fine, buddy. That's okay. What, what endorsement would that be? The the the, the sheet metal workers, the Riveters <laughs> Union endorsement. Hi, Spike. Enough for Riveters everywhere. It should be like uh, Riveters. It's riveting. Rosie the Riveter yeah, pointing her finger at I you. I can do it. Right, yes, exactly. I can. So, uh, in lieu of that, Boeing is uh, plans a safety sh- uh, stand down as you, the United reconsiders the seven thirty seven Max orders. I mean, this is going to have pretty significant impacts, I think, for people who work for Boeing it regionally. Yeah, yeah, it's and it have should. pretty significant impact on that company, being that Boeing is kind of the it's a keystone for many of the communities around here. It's the reason my father in law moved here from the Southwest, and if. Chain of events. If he doesn't move here, he doesn't meet his wife, doesn't raise my daughter, I don't get married, my kids don't happen. That's how affected this this affects my family. Did you see the timeline that? that was posted today of the incidents that have happened with Boeing seven thirty sevens over the last two weeks? Yes. It's one every day. It's it's bad. A wheel falling off, a door falling off, all pre flight, but that's besides the point. I mean <laughs> warning that's lights. You want it. <laughs> I mean, like I almost feel like they've got like Han Solo or something and he's in the cockpit and all the lights are going off and he just Hits the hits the right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. To get sure, he has to bark out something. But you know what though, I I think that these incidents aren't increasing. I think it's a, it's an increased awareness of these incidents, mm-hmm. an increased reporting of these incidents. Okay, I imagine that Boeing, which is one of the safest companies in the world, one of the safest systems to fly. Mm-hmm. You know, flying is still to this day and always will be one of the safest modes of transportation. This is true. Of course, their screw ups are bigger. And they're fewer and farther between, but they're bigger. I don't know why people fear flying. Like, driving is a horrifically dangerous exactly, activity. Exactly. And for some reason, people are like, man, you know, if I get in this plane, I'm going to have terrible anxiety. It does, it's kind of a disproportionate. It's a, like we've all been Truman showed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> how Truman okay. has a fear of boats because yeah. his dad died. It's like people see plane accidents. And they don't look at the number of plane accidents that have gone down over the last 30 years. And for some reason, everybody is still thinking about, like, that flight that went missing in over Peru in 1978. And they're thinking to themselves, that's going to be me, right? I well, think it's your sense of control, right? Well, that's a great point. I hadn't there's about there's that. some sense that you have control of yourself, and whether that's real or not, I think it's probably less real no, that's than, what than you, people give credit yeah. for. But you, you have the your own hands on the wheel, yep, yep. right? You're deciding which car you're getting into. When you go into a plane, you're really signing your life over to the, the people you, who are you flying You talk about it. the ultimate leap of faith. You're right. No, you're, yep. I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. The, the lack of control, the fact that you are putting your life in the hands of, and not just the pilot, or the lady bringing your drinks down the aisle. The guy who's put, supposed to be putting the screws on in the plug door over at Boeing. That's, you're putting your faith in them as well. Well, what's weird to me about this whole thing with Boeing and the incidents that are happening, and it, there are huge economic ramifications to this. Oh, I'm yeah. sure some people are worried about losing their jobs at Boeing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that some people are, I don't know, some rivet guy or some guy who's in, who controls all their wrenches or something. He's probably sweating bullets right now. Probably. What I find fascinating about this culturally is that there's been a shift from 
well, let's see what the National Transportation Safety Board investigation produces over the next six months or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And let's look at what regulations need to be tightened up or put into place or whatever it is. Instead of that, we have now shifted into the world of conservative talking points, my friend. We are now going into a zone, the darkest zone possible. It's a zone where there's a D and then there's a period and then there's an E. <laughs> what should do? Picture, if you will. <laughs> Picture, Three if you small will. small letters. <laughs> that represent. When taken individually, <laughs> represent no danger at all. But when strung together. Exactly. The letters D, E, I. Take us into the conspiracies. There are people out there that say that the reason that these things keep happening to Boeing is because of DEI. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's a concept that was first put forth by colleges sometime in the 90s. Basically, the idea was is that we want our faculty to represent the student body, which is a very admirable trait to have. Right? I, I, I very, think it is. Right? I think, yeah, I think it we is. We want to have certain people. We want to you know, look at certain professors or certain other people with different kinds of backgrounds and include that in our thoughts about hiring that person. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that most people nowadays, they would go, why would you want to do that? So I have a lot of experience with the deaf community, just as a quick example. Okay. Uh, I am, am no longer certified to be an interpreter for in clinical settings or things of that nature. However, if somebody were to come to me and say to me, hey, Jack, do you think that you could do a lecture series on sign language and deaf culture and maybe come to our college and you could be an adjunct professor for maybe a couple semesters? And I would say, yeah, yeah, I, most certainly I can do that. You've got the body of knowledge. I've got the body yeah, of yeah, knowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. and my yeah. lived experience makes okay. me better qualified than somebody who just book read ASL. Right. So. Right. Then people would say, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense in the same way that there's a lot of people that they get honorary doctorates from different. For for instance, Hunter S. Thompson was given an honorary doctorate yeah, every, in literature. Every, every, yeah, everybody from Obama to Hunter Obama, S. Thompson. Because they, their, yeah, their yeah. expertise in a certain field mm-hmm. outweighs the academic weight behind it. Now, most people would say that this is a good thing, right? That we understand that. Yeah, recognition of knowledge and accomplishment and experience. Yeah. Exactly yeah. my point. Uh, the. the what it has become now has become it's become like a buzzword for people where they think of it in the same way they think of affirmative action from the 90s. And when I was kind of going through people's criticisms of Boeing and DEI and the fact that they're hiring people who are less qualified because of the color of their skin. Are I, people really saying that? Yeah, they are. I, I stumbled across a clip. This is from Charlie Kirk. Again, we're talking about the whole debacle with Boeing and the. Or the panel getting blown out. Now the National Safety Transportation Board is getting involved, and it's a big deal. And they're, you know, they're having a a stay on the 737s until they can figure out what's going on. As they should. I'm go. This is big national news, and so I'm going through Twitter, and I come across this clip from Charlie Kirk. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of one Charlie Kirk. But at the same time, I also understand man's got a business. Man's got to say things. Man's got to make money. We're pretty much in the same game, so I get it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's, that's, that's generous of you. I, I get what he's trying to do. But yeah. then he said this on his podcast, and I thought, eh, eh, it might be a little bit over the line. Here's what he said the other day about it. No, I mean, like, that. you want to go thought crime? Like, I'm sorry. If I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. Well, well, that's the you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have. You no, wouldn't have done that not, before. That's not an immediate. No, you wouldn't that's have done not that who before. I am. That's no. not what I believe. It is the reality the left has but created. I, 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 
So he's saying Wait that what he's saying that in reference to DEI. Okay, that if he gets on a plane and he sees a black pilot, his first thought will be: Is that man or woman qualified to have that job, or were they hired because of DEI? And and that's the reality the left has created. That is, is what the his, reality his that the partner, left right correct. That's what he's th- saying through pursuit of diversity, inclusion, and equity, equity and inclusion. Yes. That's what the letters stand for. Yeah, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. A more representative workforce, uh, governing body, government itself. Right. You know, we always yeah, say yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, the country is half female, but there are 12% of the representatives are female. We want more. Is that a bad thing? Right. I'll give you guys another example. In Atlanta, back in the mid-2000s, they realized that the police force was disproportionately white cops to black cops. Right. So they had an initiative to hire more black cops because they realized that when black cops show up to certain criminal investigations or whatever it is, people are much more likely to speak to them because they look like them. Is that woke DEI not, oh, this is so woke, you're hiring black cops? Or did it actually work in the suburbs of Atlanta? Oh, wait, it did. Yeah, so- and, and when, a, <laughs> when a community sees themselves being represented in the in the law enforcement community, particularly, they have a, a greater sense of natural inborn trust right, yeah. of law enforcement. So here's what, what that clip is horrific in nature, in my opinion. Well, in but, my opinion. But you get it that he's part of the machine and this is him being on brand, right? No, like I, Burger yeah, King's yeah. Burger- he's selling what his audience wants to buy. Burger King is going to make burgers. Charlie Kirk is going to say vaguely racist stuff, right? This is just kind of the way that things fold out. But that doesn't, <laughs> isn't it more of an indictment on his audience than than the people he's accusing of being in fear? I mean, when you... When Not you, really. Well, when you, when, you, when, you, when you presume... That somebody isn't qualified, and we're only hired because of to fill a quota or because of the color of skin. If you're assuming that, means, I, I wonder if they're qualified. That means you are inherently racist. Oh, don't get me wrong; I, you know, it's I, a I, racist I, thing to say. Well, don't but, get and, me wrong. And I guess what I'm saying is, this, is you know, I, I have no sympathy or even pity for his his followers. I I am embarrassed. Well, we're getting off on a different we, we are, we tangent are, we are, we are, here. We are, we are. Uh, I don't really. I don't. Doesn't really matter. What matters? He deserves the takedown. Though. He deserves Let's be a honest. takedown. Fair. Thank you. He's Thank also you. got bad knees. He's my age and he's got bad knees, which is why he has to take that supplement for his knees. Even though he made fun of Simone Biles, it's not the paycheck that it's, he's doing it for. It's no, it's because he's really got bad knees. He says he's got oh, bad knees, and so that's why he couldn't throw the football around with old dad. Because at thirty six years old, he's got a couple of bad knees from all that sitting and being racist. So, so I wanted to say this about this. Book. Okay, good. These talking points that that talking point that you just heard. These are old rhetorical talking points. These are talking points that people had back in the 90s, back in the 80s, oh, well, back Archie in the 70s. Archie Bunker had them in the 70s. Exactly and, and my point. he was point. making fun of life in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. I mean, there was a point in time in the United States where black men were prevented from being bus drivers because they were told that it was too complicated of a job for them to have. Sure. Right? Of course. Yes. This is an awful way of thinking that I thought that maybe we had gotten away from, but it reminded me of this because sometimes things can sound not racist. Sometimes they can sound good intentioned, but it w- what matters here is not what the intention was behind it. It's the way that people will interpret it. So I'm not saying that Charlie Kirk is embodying racism, but what he said is racist and thus reinforces this racist standard that people believe. This is the example that I want to use. This is from one of the greatest movies ever made, American History X. And this is where, if you're familiar with the film, there is a, a, a guy, he's a neo-Nazi, and they're investigating the origins of how he came to his belief as a neo-Nazi. 
And then he has a flashback memory of when he's 16 years old and they had just, I, th- I believe he was reading Aldous Huxley or he was reading a Native Son, I think, yeah, yeah. some book I, like I, that. I think I know the scene you're talking about. And he's about. talking to his dad about yeah, his yeah, yeah. black professor yeah. who is showing him all this great black literature, Raisin in the Sun, whatever it is, right. and he, that he's enamored with these writings and these thoughts. And then his dad starts talking about affirmative action, or as he puts it, it's probably a much worse way, but here's what that scene sounded like. It's everywhere I look now. This affirmative black chin. I got two black guys on my squad now who got their job over a couple of white guys who actually scored higher in the test. Does that make sense? Huh? Yeah, sure, everything's equal now. But I got two guys watching my back, responsible for my life, who aren't as good as two other guys. You only got the job because they were black, not because they were the best. That, that sucks. Yeah. Is that what America's about? No, America's about... Best man for the job. You do your best, you get the job. You know, this affirmative action crap. He goes on to then use a racial slur. But the point is... Yeah, is I that, cut it before that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Love uh, my job. The point is, is that to many people now, that doesn't sound like racism. And that should be frightening to people. What, you understand? Know like, no, I hear you. I, I hear is you. the dad racist in that movie? Yes, but the but the point is, is that these ideas incept and they get into people's minds, and then they get reinforced over time to the point where you get Scott Adams telling white people to move out of black neighborhoods because there's no saving them, and he is met with nothing but applause from people on Twitter. This is not a healthy society to live in, whether it's Boeing, whether it's colleges, whatever it is. And I don't think that people realize because they don't traffic in the same circles that I do that when you engage in this anti DEI or anti whatever standpoint, sure, you could be like me and think that we live in a meritocracy. I'm with you all day long. But when you engage in these kinds of talking points, you, the, the the white supremacists on the sidelines are just going, mm, mm, <laughs> we're yeah, going yeah, to get me another one today, going to get me another one today. And so this is what happens to societies when they don't take the time to think about the words that come out of their mouth, it's Charlie just, Kirk concluded. Isn't this just an un... You can make it, jokes about it, Spike. You no, don't no, have to no, be sad liberal no, about no, it. No, you no, can no. make well, fun no, of the guys. It's, it's a big issue in the country. This is the inevitable the, uh, evolution of our country into a mixed race culture, a, a the diminishing of, an, of a majority white America. Right, and this is the fear of that fear of loss. Sure, that's what, I mean, that's what but, that's the underlying bedrock. Right, but like that's what but, supports that. This is the thing: like the conception of whiteness in the United States is not real. People move, move have we have been moving the standards of what it means to be a white man or a white woman in the United States around for the last oh ballpark at two hundred and fifty years. Okay, if you yeah. were, if you yeah. were Irish when you first immigrated, what do they call them? They're gar- they were of yeah, I know. Garbage. Right, exactly. My, yeah, if yeah. you were Italian, what were so, you? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you were Greek, what were you? Yeah, if yeah. you were Polish, what were you? If vermin, vermin, vermin. If vermin, your name vermin. ended in a vowel and not a consonant, you were not considered to be a white man. We understand that when people t- say, "Oh, well, white culture is under attack," or whatever it might be, what aspect of it? What aspect of it? Meaning that we, people are so happy. To be like, oh, I'm part of this white hegemon. I'm part of I'm part of the in group or whatever it is. No, you're not. Not according to m- most white supremacists. If you look at the actual way that they think about racial makeup in the United States, if you can't trace your lineage exactly back to the south of England, you are right. not a white oh, man. Mayflower landing. Exactly yeah. my you, point. You, you know what color affected the quality control at Boeing? The color green. Ah, base. Because Very base. when Boeing decided to move their headquarters from Seattle to first uh, Chicago and then Virginia, 
you know, then they lost touch with the work being done. They they moved closer to become closer to the lobbyists who make the the rules in D.C. And the, the the reason Boeing's having quality control issues is because Boeing is in charge of quality control. There isn't the FAA gave them governance over uh, maintenance checks over over quality control in the production of Boeing materials. Huge mistake. You got to have an independent operator. <laughs> you got to have a, a, a non involved third party. Yes, that Boeing yes. should be paying for. Not government. I mean, Boeing needs to step up and pay. They're the ones in business, the ones doing business. Somebody that doesn't have skin in the game has to go like an like a jury, an independent. Well, I'll give you another, not, I'll give you another example. I, you know, I, I know I talk about Dr. Z all the time, but that's because he and I are very good friends. He has a, a partner, his partner, Gerard, who he uh, partners like in the medical world. Not okay, like, they've got a, they've got a practice. Together. Got, well, they they practice on different sides of the coast. But, that's, oh, okay, okay. but they send each other. Their client notes, okay, saying, "Am I is my assessment of this like accurate?" It. Okay, right? yes. And so, what what Boeing effectively was doing was saying, "We're not sending our notes to anybody. This is our no, diagnosis. We got this. We we got got this. this. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Don't even don't this. even pay attention to this." Like I, don't- like I said before, Sopranos on trial, and you got Pauly and Sylvie yeah. and 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 and, to- and Chrissy in the jury box. Exactly, <laughs> innocent again, acquittal. All right, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. Oh, Mr. Sunshine's going to call in and waste our time because he's got thoughts about the New Hampshire Republican primary election results. I've got thoughts, too, and I hope they don't match his because I worry about his assessment sometimes. He's a little, he's a little, he's a little, yeah, yeah Billy's, he's, he's, you know, some people mistake volume for intelligence, and <laughs> Billy is one of those oh, people. The, oh. la- the louder he gets, the smarter he thinks he sounds, but that's oh, not accurate. I, be- I bet he and I think the exact same thing. Today. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this. by a man who just woke up approximately two minutes and 30 seconds ago realizing, do I have to be somewhere? And then he thought no, and then he fell asleep for another minute before shooting up out of bed. Joining us, Mr. Billy Sunshine, how are you, sir? Well, as you point out, I'm still asleep. Yeah, I know. I need Laura to wait another two minutes before she calls me. (laughs) Get a snooze button for Laura. Uh, Put that in the notes. That's fair, Billy. Sorry. We're going to be talking about (laughs) the New Hampshire Republican primary election results. But I had this thought, Billy, and and I kind of wanted to get your insight on this against my better judgment. Trump maintains (sighs) that the 2020 election was stolen from him. And that if the only way he loses in 2024 is if they steal it, but he's supremely confident in the outcome of the caucus elections. Now, I was just thinking to myself last night, probably the easiest election results to try to manipulate would be caucus election results, right? Limited number of people, limited number of hands. Swap a bag in and out. I saw Ocean's Eleven. I believe it can be done, Mr. Sunday. They, 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 they pass the bag up and down the aisle, and you right. can drop one, 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 one right? Sure. Do you see what I'm saying here? All you have to do is get yourself a caucus, uh, Trump caucus captain hat, and you can do whatever you want to do. It's basically like being God. So I ask you this question, Billy. Why do you think that's not the case? Why is he not saying that? Why are these results legitimate, but other results are not legitimate? Well, you know, what I really love is how the down ballot results are always correct. We've always elected these, you know, Republicans into the House and the Senate. Right. But somehow 
it was only Trump's votes that got stolen. Pretty pretty neat trick, you got to admit. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty fascinating the yeah. more that I, they just hated that guy so much, even though he gave them all tax breaks, that they just had to get him out of there. And even though he gave a bunch of people sweet government jobs, they just had to get him out of there. And even though he fixed the VA, it had to get that guy out of there because he's just telling the truth about how cheeseburgers are really great food. <laughs> Billy, at this point in time, are you? What do you say about cheeseburgers? Are you watching? <laughs> Billy, are you watching the returns when they come in on these primaries? Are you just sitting there with bated breath, eating Hagen Dazs, or are you flipping through, you know, TMC no, or whatever? Uh, I gotta say, usually I do watch the returns. I'm not doing it now because I we all know how the Republicans are going to vote. They're 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 the, the people themselves are in thrall to Trump. The Republican politicians are in fear. Of Trump, so we know the results. So I just check with it at the end and find out that yeah, I was right. Here's what I want to point out about the results. Yes, that's sir. what happened afterwards because the results were what we expected. You know, it's the holder, the slave master Donald Trump, who cracks the whip and says to Vivek, "You have what was it, sixty seconds? I give you one minute. Yeah, I will give you one minute to see how great seconds. I am. One minute. Yeah, interesting. And then the slave master turns." to Rick Scott and says the most disgusting thing imaginable to him to position him in the worst way possible. Oh, you must really hate Nikki Haley. After all, she gave, she made you a Senator and here you are voting for me. And of course, all he could say was, well, it's because I love you so much. Oh, I see what you're wow. saying. Yeah, you're saying yeah. that it's like look the public. Look at who they want to have. Yeah, the the public displays of humiliation are difficult for me yeah. to to watch, and I think a lot of it is is that people are deeply afraid. Politicians, in particular, are deeply afraid of, as seen as as being seen as being anti-Trump. Right now, some people, if you're Elizabeth Warren, you can make a, a sun while the, the, what is it? Hay while make, the, make hay while the sun, sun is shining all yeah. day long. Yeah. If you're someone like Rick Scott or Tim Scott, Tim Scott. Or, or, who, or Rick or, Scott in Florida or, yeah. Yeah, or whomever, right? You have to bend the knee and you have to kiss the ring. And the sad part about that is, is that this is kind of the first time in American politics when that was the case. A lot of Republicans back in 2002, not too happy with George Bush, right? A lot of people talking right. about war hawking, so on and so forth. I don't necessarily like how afraid these people are of any kind of backlash about any decision that they make around former President Donald Trump, which, again, which is why I simply could not vote for the guy, because it just seems as if when you wield that much power over people, it seems to be very unhealthy. It's nasty dictator behavior. I would think we'd want to. Well, it's, it's his it's his party. I mean, there's there's no well, denying it. It's his party. There's no dying sure, in there. Look sure. who's falling. Liz Cheney gone. Right, guys like Mitt Romney gone. gone. Everybody who is a centrist Republican has either been voted out and primaried out of existence, or they've been honest. They're retiring. They're stepping away from the game. It's gotten too ugly. Right. And so, like Billy's right, you bend the, the knee. They all say the same thing. They say, "I didn't leave the party. The party left me." Well, I don't really, but at the same time, Billy, I don't blame people for falling in line behind Donald Trump if they're voters, because if you've been told that the system is rigged, which it is, and then you've been told that the system doesn't work for you, which it doesn't, and then you have a guy who comes in and he says, I'm doing it for you, and you buy into it, it's very much so, I think, the way that people felt about Obama in 2009 and 2010 when he said, I'm going to be the one to fix the financial crisis. People really bought into that narrative. Now, Trump, in, in, to a much a greater extent, I think that he's able to weave narratives that simply aren't true. 
But people do get these emotional attachments that aren't necessarily logic-based, right? Logic has nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but sometimes truth has nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm still mystified that when Trump spoke over the weekend and confused Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. everyone goes sideways oh because God. he doesn't know who he's talking about. He's lost his blah, 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 blah. No one, no, a couple people have. I've seen a couple commentators and reporters say it. The fact that he was saying that um, they've destroyed evidence from the January 6th committee, they, they destroyed all those evidence, which is complete BS. Yeah, that is. Nothing's been that destroyed. Is, that is a lie. And the fact that he offered 10,000 troops to Nikki Haley or Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> and they said no thanks. Another complete fabricated lie. Nobody has an issue with that. No one has an issue with the fact that this guy would go up here and just tell complete uh, from whole cloth lies, and nobody cares. Did you see the people leaving though? The speech in New Hampshire, it was really sad. Yeah, they, they, they he's not holding an audience like he used to, and that that gives me hope and solace. Yeah, but that's like people walking out in it during an Elton John concert, right? I mean, that's just kind of sad because he used to play Benny in the Jets, and now he's <laughs> doing. All, it. Can you feel the love tonight? Not, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a all nine Disney, minute rendition yeah. of Can You Feel the Love yeah, Tonight? And people yeah. are going, you know, I'm going to beat the traffic, and I'm going to go. Ahead. That's what they're saying about his rallies. <laughs> no, you're spot on. <laughs> You know, you know, uh, I, I, think, you know, I know that it's Trump's our job. What's that? It's, it's our job to to be, uh, you know, to, to give people information and to be entertaining about it and have fun with it. But I have to tell you, on another level, very seriously, I'm frightened to death for this country right now. Why? It's slavish interest in Donald Trump, because I don't I, I like voting. I like elections. I don't want an authoritarian, nasty dictator who made it clear he will jail journalists. He will use the IRS. You have to be completely loyal to him, and then he treats you like a like a slave. I, there, there are it's people. There are not people. A joke. It's yeah, really serious. There are people saying he made threats to Nikki Haley last night during his acceptance speech. First off, he made fun of her dress. He, I mean, he insulted that's kind her dress. Of funny, right? Well, the dress was funny, her but when, she makes fun of her. her he, yeah, the fact he, that she's Indian. He makes fun the of her racism, her ethnicity. That he's trying to bring back to this country that he's already brought. But but then he says Nikki, you know, first if she if she's if she gets elected, she, or if he, she's going to be investigated. There are right. five five yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and I can yeah, tell you right yeah. now, if they're not. If she doesn't want. She doesn't want to talk about him. She's making he's making veiled threats against her. Well, and that's everybody's okay with this. Yeah, I think that a lot of it is is that when you have a when you have a cheerleading squad like how he has a like if I had a bunch of people out in the community that were just walking around telling everybody how great I was, right? It'd be pretty easy for me to skate by with a couple of you know parking tickets. No matter and, how I behave, <laughs> right, exactly. right, 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 and, you, and, and they're all lining up behind him, right? Yeah. Like if you listen to anybody on Newsmax, if you listen to like Rob Carson, any of these guys, I mean, these guys nary a word of criticism against former President Donald Trump, right? Because Everybody's they, back. And, and at a certain point in time, you take enough of that in. I mean, there are still people to this day who think, like Billy Sunshine is an example, who think that Obama was, you know, Jesus reincarnated on Earth. Billy said he'd vote for him yeah. for a third time. <laughs> the reason that people do that right. is when you're unable to criticize somebody, or you don't hear any criticisms, or you don't investigate any criticisms, it's you kind of become numb to them. Why yeah, would I, I even listen? I completely understand it. Mr. Sunshine, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a wonderful warning, being yeah, that you just woke up. Yes, and you're never coming back. <laughs> no. When we get back, there was construction going on uh, in my right outside my apartment complex oh, really? last oh, night. Okay. You'll never guess what time they started and ended. <laughs> You'll never guess. Oh. <laughs> I, I hate. You'll I hesitate guess. to even guess that it was. Never mind. We'll, talk about, we'll it. talk about it. We yeah. get back right after this. Oh, 
yeah, the YouTube channel. Forgot about that thing. Got another couple of videos in the works. We do digital exclusive content over there. You can go and check it out. We also take segments from the show, and you can actually see us talking in real time. And as soon as we get these camera fixed, uh, you'll actually be able to see our faces <laughs> instead of just weird blurs. Blurry blobs. Blurry well, blobs. I, a better camera's not going to help me a lot, but I appreciate the efforts. So in, in my mind, in a community, the little things are very important. This is why mm-hmm. I don't like leaf blowers. This is why I don't think that loud neighbors is, a, is it being a good neighbor. Sure, you know, this sure. is, I, I have a bunch of standards about this kind of stuff. One of the things I don't understand is what goes on with people who give construction companies permits and it says, oh, I see here you want to be uh, drilling and hammering and uh, using uh, concrete, pouring concrete. I see that you want to be doing this between the hours of 9 p.m. and 3 a.m. Just Uh -uh, curious why you would want to be doing that. No, you can't issue a permit for that. Last night, I am in my apartment. It is around oh nine thirty p.m., and I'm waiting for the Amazon delivery driver to come and drop something off because they are delivering me something late, and they are going to call me, and then I'm going to walk downstairs, and I'm going to pick it up. Okay. And this person is now running late, okay. and I'm just sitting in my apartment thinking about all the mistakes that I've made about my life. <laughs> And so I look out the window because I hear a ruckus going on outside. Mm-hmm. It sounds like... No, it can't be. Oh, what Santa? is that thing? No, oh, it, it sounds like 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 large creatures have come up from South Lake Union and are now doing battle somewhere downtown. Does that make sense? Sure, sounds I've like, seen a lot of Godzilla You know movies. what I mean? Like Godzilla yeah, yeah. and like Mothra are there, yeah. but it sounds like it's about 80 yards away from my house. Uh, okay. So I go up to my go up to my windows, kind of peek out my windows, almost like a chimpanzee who's one of one of those zoos with the glass walls. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I'm trying to look, really curious, like, is that a five-year-old? Is he eating a sandwich? Only I... I look, out, I look out and I see that it's a construction crew, about twenty guys. Nine thirty at night. The nine thirty at night. And they got the yellow lights. Pew pew oh. pew pew pew. And oh. they're fixing something. Fixing what? I have no idea. This goes on for about thirty minutes. I'm still waiting. Then all of a sudden, I see them drive away, driving down the street. And I go, mm-hmm. Oh great, they're gone. And then they stop. So now I'm at the opposite end of my apartment, looking out the window like a chimpanzee in a zoo, just looking at these guys break out all their construction equipment and start doing more drilling and more porn or whatever it was that they were doing Uh in the middle of the night. Now I'm thinking to myself, I've seen the Italian job. So these guys are either stealing jewels. Oh, okay. (laughs) I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or under the guise of city worker. City worker. Or these guys are like, for whatever reason, somebody thought, hey, there's an apartment complex. Let's fix this thing at, oh, ballpark at 9 p.m., right when everybody's going to be nice and awake, and then we'll go until 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. They this, go that late? Well, I don't understand why. Oh. I have no idea why anybody would okay that. I don't know if it was a private company. I don't know if it was a city company. I don't know what was going on. But for some reason, Edward Norton and most Def and Charlize Theron decided that tonight was the night we're going to be stealing gold bars. Mini Coopers in the, se- Mini, in the sewers. Mini Coopers in the sewers <laughs> under South Lake Union. And that's what we're going to be doing. And I, I just thought, like, to those oh. guys, and no offense to those guys who are working, right. but do they go to the boss man? Do they go to the foreman and say, hey, boss, we're a good stone's throw away from that apartment window. Do you think maybe we should have planned this for, I don't know, maybe like between, uh, uh, what are working hours here for normal people? Eight to five-ish. Eight, eight, eight to five-ish, ish. right around you the know. time where there's barely any traffic. I just, I'm just saying that there is a there is a logic here that is being defied because somebody decided that the project needed to take place between nine o'clock and three o'clock in the morning. Well, I I, I hate to say this, 
but there, there's some sensibility and logic into having to work a third shift if you're a city crew. There's a lot of things need to be fixed, a lot of potholes, a lot of, you know. This is a boomer explanation. No, 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 Laura, it's, re- I need it's your reality, sympathy. buddy. Laura, it's reality. Give me your sympathy. I, this is like boomer. You don't want to bought on the street, let's not me. Let's cook. No, this, <laughs> is like, this is like what I bring a legitimate problem to Spike, and he goes, well, you know, there is some legitimacy. You know, son, it. I got to tell you. When you're working, working man, working the third shift, <laughs> that's an important time for people to be able to. <laughs> you know, that's that's when Boeing attaches that side doors during the third shift, too, so I got to stand with my guys on third shift. I'm kidding, third shifters. I love you. I'm just saying that this is not the way that the world should operate and well, these are the kinds of things that tear communities apart now i am filled with resentment yeah, i am sleepy yeah, and yeah. i am upset laura Clearly. why are you laughing sympathize can i get sympathy from somebody in this andrew keep please. looking no sympathy from anybody oh, oh. no one's gonna sympathize with me dealing with it you know what I hope they show up outside of your house tonight, Spike. And I hope that you uh, have to listen to guys. I live on a residential street, but yeah. I don't live on a major bus Jeez, line. Jeez, I So, can't no, here's it. the deal. First off, they were not a private company. Private companies can't work after 4.30 in the afternoon. Okay. So I know it was a city crew. Okay. And the rules don't apply to the city. They just apply to you and me, the guys who pay the taxpayers, who pay the fee, who pay the freight and pay the rates for the city. Somebody, That's who's got the rules pressing us down. Right. But these these guys were probably, you know, doing the hard work that's going to make your life a better life. And they can't do it from 9 to 5. That's all the traffic is. Right. Well, no, but you do it You do it 9 to 5 because everyone's at work. That's not have you. Okay. Okay. You're the one didn't sleep. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> we'll take a really quick break. You poor guy. When we you get... want to come sleep at our house? It was so quiet last night. Not a crew anywhere <laughs> at my house. Though. I, I got a guest room. a little bit. Too hard? Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, Jason Rance has this piece about how a school celebrated Fidel Castro as a hero during a Martin Luther King assembly. It's mm. a very interesting juxtaposition there. Seriously. It's is. also an initiative to repeal the capital gains tax has been certified. Ballot could be next. Thank God for all those multimillionaires not having to have a 7% tax on any stocks. They sell over $250,000. I am so relieved. So relieved, you guys, that this is a thing. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this.